Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are right there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPNU. Good morning, guys. What up, What's baby? What's happening, man? Happening what is, it do? What's happening is there's turmoil in New York football. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Let's go. Let me hear it out of you, Max. There's drama. Turmoil. Drama. Scandal. No, there's no scandal at the moment. But <laughs> drama. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. Well, we'll see if we can I mean, we could weave in some scandal in it if we wanted to. That's right. I'm scandalized. Wow. We can start digging into people's trash cans, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's do it. We have. Hey, uh, Shannon, could you send someone to dig in some trash cans? So this is what's going on, guys. Robert Sala will not commit the Jets head coach, who has receipts. He at first said he doesn't take receipts, no cash back, but then later on you said, you know what, I got to honor go. the receipt. You're not going to let yeah, it go, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm Key, a, I'm, I'm Key good changed his policy for coach. Man, it's good. They, they're doing good. They, they're a nice team right now, 6-3. Yep. and three. Yep. It's good. 6-3 and three with a quarterback who has how many touchdown throws on the year, Jay? Four. On the year for a 6-3 and three team. Four. Number four. I mean, you know he missed some time, though, too. So. Yeah, he missed some throws, too. <laughs> That's why we're getting ready to have this conversation. No question. He, he was, was six and four. He's five and two as a player this year. He's they're six and four. Right, right, right. Yeah, six and four. Zach Wilson is five and so two. So he missed so. a win and two losses. So they're better with him than without him so six far. Six and four for some boy. Six, six and four. And hey guys, that's pretty good for him. One and two without him. Uh, five and two with him. Right. That's pretty good. Makes okay. him look better. Still, Robert Sala, who several weeks ago he's our quarterback the rest of the season. Won't commit to him. This is from Monday. That's yesterday's press conference. Listen to this. I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. That's the, that's the first time you suggested that, left it open a little bit. or I think it was about three weeks ago where you said he your starter for the remainder of the season, barring injury. Um, it's changed. You know, you just you. I've got to be able to sit back. I think we all got to be able to sit back and just look at what's best for this organization um, and this team. What's changed is he's playing like a bum and talking like a punk, right? Like that's what's changed. Let's be honest. That's oh, what. Go, that's what's changed. It doesn't mean he is a bum or a punk. It means he played like one and then and then didn't take accountability at the press conference. Let, let's let's just be honest about it. That's what's changed, right or wrong, Jay? Look, I. I think this is, frankly, I, I feel like he has lost the locker room. Like, when you got Garrett Wilson, who's having a phenomenal year, people are talking about him being one of the best wide receivers since Key's been on the team. Like, it, it, this is the bona fide leader of your team, and he's speaking openly about where they are, right? When you have players that, once again, are liking tweets from the defense in response to how they felt that Zach Wilson handled the post-game interview when they asked him a question point blank, hey, look, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he was quick to say, no, that was it. It, it makes you wonder about, like, has Zach Wilson, what experience has he had leading grown-ass men, being able to deal with conflict? What do you think happens when men? you put the ass in there as opposed to grown men? I'm just trying to tell you, when you, when you come into a league as a rookie or a second No, there's guy, a difference because Jay pointed it out the other day. He, he, he pointed out, emphasized that he's using the full expression. Key Why talks, we talk about it all the time. Guys who have kids, guys who have families, guys that are playing for everything. And sometimes people look at you. You already come into the game with a little bit of slight key because people look at you, well, you're set. Second pick in the draft. Feels like things have been given to you. 
Now you have to go out and earn it. Like guys just don't give you the respect because you come into a team with a high draft. See, to me, a grown ass man when you when you stick that in there, it's like you got a family, you take care of them, the whole thing. Like you're at a different stage in your life. Feed. And he is in a locker room with people like that and behaving like this, Key. Yeah, you 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 tend to to look at the locker room and say, you know, what's going on inside the locker room. You really can't tell. All I can do is talk to people that are in the organization that I know that'll tell me, hey, Key, this is what's going on, you know, that sort of thing. And then you have to form your own opinion based on that. And when you have veteran players that are grown with full beards, with child seats, some of them two, three child seats in their SUVs, that is a little bit different. And he is responsible for making sure that they're winning and everything's going good so that these players could continue to take care of their families and there won't be wholesale changes made and all of that. And Robert Sala is doing what he's supposed to do, evaluating the film, looking at everything. He took about an hour and 90 minutes or so, uh, or better yet, I'm sorry, he took about 90 minutes to two hours yesterday getting to his press conference. And it was so interesting because Greeny was on our show earlier and, and he mentioned that, but I was on a call yesterday and when this took place, they were like, uh-oh. I was like, what happened? He said, Robert Sala's about 90 minutes late to the press conference. Something's going down. I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was, you know, just somebody getting ready to get fired or something. And and this came up, and basically the question was asked to him, I believe, by Rich Zamini about what they're going to do with Zach Wilson. And he didn't, give, a, yeah, he didn't give an endorsement at all. He basically said that he wants to wait and see the film and make a decision based on this week. And he should. But what I would say is you start him and you give him a quick hook. That's what you do against Chicago because if you don't and you lose this young man, ain't no coming back from it at all. Ain't going to be no, oh, well, let's take a look at him the following week, see how if he learned his lesson. You lose him, you might as well just punt on that second pick in the draft. Just punt on it right now. What if you Keep. lose him? Doesn't that mean something, Max? Like if you get benched one game, and you, you you can't come back and fight for it. What does that say about where you are? You're right. You, Jay's like, hey, sit him and let's see what happens. And and Mike T brought up, or did you bring up Phil Simmons being benched? You Sims, brought up yeah. Phil Simmons being benched, but uh, Parcells benched. But how do you respond? Well, Phil Simmons went out to win a Super Bowl. Vet, um, veteran guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, listen, Key, veteran. you bring up Greeny. For those of you unfamiliar with who Key means, I know if you're listening, you know, morning time on ESPN radio or TV, you may not be familiar. With Mike Greenberg. I understand he was a newbie. Uh, Mike Greenberg, host of Get Up, of course, nowadays on Keyshawn J. Willemax earlier today. Listen to this. This is a team that could compete for the division, could compete for a deep playoff run next year. Super Bowl. Uh, Perhaps even a Super Bowl next year. I can't even bring myself to say the words. But, yes, if Zach Wilson isn't going to be the guy, this requires an aggressive move. We're not talking about bringing in someone to compete with him. You're talking about moving on and going after, I'm just going to throw names out there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, whoever the disgruntled quarterback who wants a new team is this coming offseason. I would not be in favor of drafting one. Again, we've done that a lot lately. It hasn't worked out so well. So, go out and get like a veteran who, who just you step into like a tailor-made situation the Jets are that you know um we had coach Rex Ryan on uh, the show yesterday and he brought up Joe Namath because he'd been around football his whole life his dad of course great defensive coordinator and so was he and head coach the whole thing and so he talked about the way Joe Namath took responsibility and accountability and how he covered for receivers who made mistakes and you would never know. So forget the statistics. Oh, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. Forget that. He was a great leader, right? And you know what it reminds me of, guys? A lot of young fighters coming up looked at Floyd Mayweather and thought, oh, it's the flash. It's talking about the money. Da-da-da-da-da. Yes, that's the PR of it, right? 
the publicity of it. But what they didn't see is that Floyd was training around the clock. He never had an off night. Even his off nights, he made sure to win. He was prepared, right? They didn't see that. So Johnny Manziel, I think of, right? Some guys who come into the league, Baker Mayfield, where I personally am waiting for a quarterback to come in and do it differently than everybody else and still win. It would be interesting. But that has not been the case. And I think a lot of young quarterbacks who think maybe or see that like Joe Namath thing, right, or even if they're aware of it, but this idea that you can, you can have that pizzazz and everything, right, that doesn't mean you don't have to do all the blocking and tackling behind the scenes and the accountability and the leadership at the press conferences. And, and, and sometimes I think there's a confusion there. Like you, Joe Burrow comes in with the sunglasses and the, and the chain and, and the mink and all that stuff, but he's not – if they said, do you think you let the defense down – if he had a bad game, he'd say, yeah, right? I mean, like, he, he's a leader. There's a difference. And they probably wouldn't even have to ask Joe that because he's going to say what it is. You know, he's gonna, what, what happened today? Well, I didn't play well. I didn't do that. I didn't do that's – the, that's the way people are. Um, this is a young kid that, you know, from, from what little bit of research that I've done over the last 24 hours or so, he's extremely privileged. And he's had some issues at BYU, quite frankly, uh, with that privileged sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think people have kind of caught on to that, that little bit of act. It wouldn't be a problem if he was balling and he wasn't hurt all the time and he was just doing his deal. And that's been the case. So I think it's sour to some degree with some of the coaches, more more so than the players inside the locker room. This is because it. now the players in the locker room are looking at the coaches is saying, well, wait a minute, like Garrett Wilson. He's talking about them not trusting the receivers because they're not trusting the quarterback, and he's losing out on opportunities to be able to do his job because they don't believe in the quarterback. So hopefully all that will get fixed, and they could go out there and continue to try to win games. Zach Wilson is young. This is a very difficult market to handle success and scrutiny on a daily basis. But Zach Wilson is not a kid. He's 23 years old. He's a grown – dude, you're a grown man. Yeah. You're a grown no, but man. not a grown that's, ass, man, Jay. But that's you're, young, Jay. In, yeah, I, in, I, I, agree that it, I agree that it's young, but I've heard multiple people say he's a kid. He's not a kid. Like, there is a count – and, like, we have to stop talking about him like he's a kid. And we have to stop treating him with white gloves. I get from the Jets' perspective that you want to cater him and help him continue to mature. Like, every franchise is going through that with their drafties, right? I get it. But, like, once again, accountability. Like, yeah, it's tough to talk in front of the media every day. That's what happens when you become the quarterback of the New York Jets realize, in this market. You realize Bill Belichick must, may have just ruined the career, career of a Jets quarterback, a second round, second overall pick? Like, really what just happened to Zach Wilson is he ran into Bill Belichick twice in three weeks. Didn't, couldn't do a thing and didn't know how to act afterward, right? Like, Bill Belichick, I think he got into his head, like, got him frustrated and, Max, and all playing. kinds of stuff. It is it hard, is, man. You're playing yeah. in the NFL. You're playing against the best to ever do it, Key. The best coaches to ever do it. This is what comes along with the game, right? This is yeah, what the game is. I don't necessarily know that it's Bill Belichick opposed to just he's not good right now. And I don't yeah, but never, and looked I don't especially know bad ever, in those two games. And I don't ever know that he was good. Like, I don't ever I, – I, like, when I saw him at BYU, and I watched him a lot at BYU. I've seen him play against USC. I've seen him play against other teams. Just a guy to me. It was never, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're crazy. Why would they keep Sam Darnold? What I kept saying, well, 
And if they draft him, they might as well just keep Sam Darnold. Yeah, you did say that. Because it, it, he wasn't jumping off the page like that to me. You certainly and, and, said and, that. And, and, and personnel people, they tend to get it wrong at times. Joe Douglas isn't perfect. When you're trying to pick a franchise-changing situation, you got all the information people giving you and telling you and giving you these stories. You can't make up your own mind because so many different people have told you so much different stuff that you're looking at this now and you're like, okay, I, I think I like what I see. I, I, and you fall, you make yourself fall in love with it. Key. Instead of saying, that guy at Ohio State is pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Pretty Key, damn good. the – it, it is uh, past 10 past the hour. And as you know, on KJM, 10, 10K a day giveaway on KJM. Yeah. We've been doing it. This is our ninth day. We're doing it every day through December 7th. Every hour, there's a winning word. And when you text it to 777 you text the winning word there, you might win 2500 We've given away $85,000 mm. so far. Cash it is that time. Money, And Max, 10K giveaway. The winning word of this hour, which you text to 777-000, is... Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Text respect to 777-000. You might win 2500 bucks. So far, what is it? We're up to 34 people. Have each won $2,500. feel good. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Man, I love San Francisco, but if we couldn't be there, I would love to be here. This place is awesome. Are you? Are you? It's on fire! Viva la NFL! Viva! Monday Night Football! You don't know. That sound courtesy KNBR Jimmy G. Has been healthy two full seasons of his career. In one of them, he came a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. In the other, he came an interception away from getting back to the Super Bowl. He threw four touchdowns last night in the 49ers' 38-10 blowout win over the Cardinals. 20 of 29, 228 with four TDs. That's the Keyshawn Johnson, Bill Parcells, old football head recipe. At it's six and four, old it's head. old it's football smart. head. Well, okay, fine, but there's wisdom uh, in you old heads. At six and four, San Francisco has won five of its last seven, tied with the Seahawks on the top at the top of the NFC West. But what's crazy is I keep reading this during sport the Sports Center read, guys. They are now four and zero oh against the NFC West, but key. Their yes. closest win has been by 15 points. They're smacking everyone in the, they play in the division by more than two. Touchdowns. Yeah, the division the, the, the division isn't great, right? Arizona, Kyler Murray didn't play last night. Not great. That's not their fault. The Rams, they always beat the Rams. Not their fault. Seattle and them, they usually split. So I think they still got to go to Seattle. But they're the team right now that I feel like if they make it to the playoffs, win the division, that we're going to see them in the NFC Championship game, then all bets are off with Jimmy Garoppolo at that standpoint. You know, it's just he played phenomenal for them last night. He did a really good job. He was 20 to 29, 230, like you said, four touchdowns, no turnovers, didn't get sacked. I mean, it it was good football being played by him. And I think that that is a plus. I just want to go back to something that happened last year. So last year for the Panthers, first two games of the season, do you guys remember the conversations we were having around Sam Darnold? 
Sam Darnold figured it out. CMC. Yeah, Sam Darnold is that dude. The Jets made a mistake. It was the impact of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, man. So there are questions around Jimmy G, whether he can come through in those clutch moments, right? You get a lot of guys back off injury. You get Elijah Mitchell coming back, which is a different dynamic of a running quarterback. Debo Samuel doing his thing. George Kittle. All these weapons. And then you add a weapon that put a blanket over a conversation with a guy last year that is nowhere to be found this Such year. Such a great Nowhere point. to be found. So think about what that's going to do as Jimmy G becomes more comfortable with his style in which they play when it matters the most. You know, I think about Daniel Jones with Saquon this year. When you have the dual threat, do everything running back, uh, boy, that's a quarterback's best friend it looks like, right? Well, at- well, Christian McCaffrey certainly is a piece to their puzzle, but they were, they were a decent team because it was a defensive-led team. Christian McCaffrey just gave them an extra weapon on the punch side. They got Debo Samuel, who was doing some stuff. But then when you add Christian McCaffrey in there, that's another body that you have to worry about because you don't know where he's going, where he's lining up, if they're going to give him the football or not. This is why John Lynch and company went out and gave up a handsome ransom to get a player of his caliber because he was going to change the different dynamics of what they are going to do on offense. He gives them another difference maker on that side of the ball. But this team, let's not kid ourselves, is really all about this defense. That's really what it's all about. And then you on the offensive side, manage the game right, don't screw it up, and that's what the offense has always been able to do. They're not a they're not a forty point offense. That's just not what they are, but they put thirty eight up last night. It's always the, the team has always been about the defense. That's been their staple, right? All I'm saying is they added a piece. No question. That one piece the McCaffrey's like, to an a diff- offense that is the question you have. He's a difference maker. <laughs> of the non-quarterbacks, he's probably top five weapon in the NFL, maybe higher than that. He can do everything. But, I, you, you know, someone who, who was here earlier and you guys were talking about, Key, that Graziano, was it Graziano? That Jimmy G is playing the best football of his career recently, maybe? Yeah, he, look, he looks a little bit different. The ball's coming out a little faster. He's, he's hitting his back foot. He's scanning. He's letting it go. You know, I, I look, he when they go back to watch the film, well, I'm assuming they're going back. They're probably already back by now. That when they get back and they start breaking down the film, I'm, I'm sure they're going to say, you can't throw that there. You can't do that there. Because he had possibly three interceptions that could have gone the other way. One thing that you a lot of times bring up, it's year eight, but it's really like year six because he missed this year and he missed it. He's 31 years old, been in the league since he was 23. But in terms of his quarterback record, because remember, he didn't start at first because of Tom Brady. Then he got hurt a bunch. He is 38 and 17 lifetime. It's almost as though... Pretty good record. Yeah, very good. It's almost... That's in the regular season. It's almost better in the playoffs. It's almost as though he's in his fourth season somehow right like he has not had the starts of a guy who's been starting since he's 23 years old and so it's not unreasonable to think he could still be progressing at this point uh dennis in delaware has something to say about this go ahead dennis hey guys thanks for taking my call um from what i saw last night it looks like the 49ers are getting better and better you got to remember, Jimmy G had the shoulder surgery, basically lost his job to Trey Lance, and didn't really have much of a preseason. Uh, he's getting better and better. And when you think about it, wide receiver Debo, arguably one of the best in the league. Defensive end Bosa, one of the best. Tight end Kittle, one of the best. And McCaffrey, one of the best running backs. I mean, you really have all the pieces to go all the way. It's just Jimmy G places smart, don't turn it over. I mean, I don't see Trey Lance 
coming back this year. So it's Jimmy G's team, and I see them going all the way. What do you guys think? Of course, it's this year. Now, it'll be interesting to see if I said, when I said in the offseason, if for some reason they go on and win the Super Bowl, what happens then? Key, look at these odds. These are not – this is the San Francisco's odds to – because Jay went over the schedule earlier, or you did, went over the schedule earlier. They're not just favored to win every game, the Niners. The closest odds are 58% at Raiders. That's, that, that's the close. Everything else is well over 65%. Or, or no, Dolphins, they're 64% favored to win. This is FPI. I'll go over this. Saints, 78%. Dolphins, 64%. Bucks 66%, Seahawks 68, Commanders 76, Raiders 58, Cardinals 68. They are big favorites in all these games. These yeah, I'm a little respect. shocked that I'm a little shocked at week 13 though that they would be so favored over the Tours and the Dolphins. I am probably, actually. Well, that game they'll probably be at home, right? Yeah, it is. At home. It is at home, but it just the, the way Whether, the Dolphins They only are got playing, two road games left. Yeah, that, that's weird, huh? Yep. It, it, the, the way the wow, Dolphins are playing, Seattle. I just wouldn't think if anything it'd be 50-50. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, this does not mean they're going to win all these games. The way odds work is if you're 70% likely to win one game and 60% the next, then you multiply them. You're only 42% likely to win both. So it's very unlikely they win all these games. However, they are favored in each one. It's a lot, man. By a lot. They're favored by a lot. On the heels San Francisco. of the 49ers blowout win over Arizona. And looking at the Eagles, who lost and then probably should have lost this last week, which team is the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC for that number one seed? Plus, Jay is going to give you a list of the best young backcourts. It's 26 and under? 26 and under, man. Best young backcourts in the NBA. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal, done. Freelancing in France, no problem. Sending money back to mom, simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. And I've been looking forward to this one. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And your, it's on your phone, on the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down a live radio. We're portable. So, Jay, Jay's round ball rankings, the best young backcourts in the NBA. Take it away. It's about the future of the game, Max and Key. It's where the game will be, not currently where the game is. But, boy, these stats, these dudes are pulling up real numbers. So, let's start off with number five. Number five. Shay, 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 Shay. That's what I call him every time I watch him play. Shay, Shay, Shantae. Yeah, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Now, look, you can even throw in Josh Giddy. That's a name a lot of people will not know. He's having somewhat of a sophomore slump. But still, Sam Presti, the general manager of OKC, he has gotten these picks right, okay? Shay Gilgis Alexander. Now, the Clippers once had him. He was on their team. Oh, don't worry. He's only fourth as it relates to a leading scorer in the NBA, averaging 31 points per game. By the way, seven and a half assists, 50, 40, 90, shooting over 50% from the field, over 40% from the three-point line, and over 90% from the free-throw line. They come in at number five as a young backcourt under 26 on my list. Next up. Number four. Come down to the ATL, baby. Let's get it. DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. You already know the name Trey Young, especially here in New York City. He has lit the Knicks up. Take a bow. You can spit on him. Do whatever you want. He is that man. You combine it with DeJounte Murray. Now, who's DeJounte Murray? Don't worry. He was just a nice little kept secret in San Antonio for a long time. But both these guys averaging over 20 points per game. Shooting percentages are a little bit down. They lost a tough game last night to the Cleveland Cavs, another top backcourt of mine. But Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are a backcourt that is here for a very long time. And trust me, as they say in ATL, they have put a little pop on what they do. They're going to be around for a minute. Next up. Number three. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, New York, you should have had him. He was here. He has a home in Greenwich. He's from Greenwich. His dad is an operator for the New York Mets. Jim Dolan, Leon Rose, what the hell happened? He was supposed to be the guy. Now, I like Jalen Brunson, but I, and I like R.J. Barrett, but I would have liked Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell a lot better. But let's give Cleveland some love. You know why? Because the last two years, we're talking a lot about the Cavs in the basketball circles, and they don't have LeBron James. Darius Garland, coming back off this little eye injury, is that dude for this squad. Another clutch representative, by the way, LeBron James, Rich Paul, still doing it. You combine him with Donovan Mitchell, these smaller backcourts, yeah, small guys, 6'2 and under. I like their style. They're at number three on my list, and they got a big-time win last night. Both those guys combined for over 55 points. Next up. Number two. Oh, come here, Memphis. Come here, Grizzlies. It's time. You know what? We all know John Morant. I'm not even going to waste your time about explaining to you why this dude is top two backcourts in the NBA right now. Well, I'm going to give love to a guy that's shooting 46% 
from the three-point line. 46% Madden, Max and Key. This dude is most improved player in the league right now. Desmond Bain. Put respect on his name. The dude is one of the – he's like a Mike Tyson on the perimeter. That's how he's built, man. And guys who are built like Mike Tyson – who roar like lions, shouldn't be able to shoot the rock the way he does. You can lock him down on anybody, and he's bringing that pain offensively. They are number two on my list. And number one. Number one. Just put respect, man. You, Whoever the hell you want to coach the team, you want Emi Udoka to coach the team, you want Joe Mazzula to coach the team, you want to bring back Brad Stevens to coach the team, Steve Palaguccia, the owner of the, of the Boston Celtics, you want him to come down to coach the team? You got the best backcourt right here. Uh, Jason Tatum is a star, man. We've been saying that for a while. Jalen Brown, speaking up for a lot of other things in the basketball court, but still one of the best two-way players in the game of basketball. By the way, this backcourt, two of the best two-way players in the game of basketball. Jason Tatum proved that last year when he was locking down multiple people. And by the way, for all the stuff that's happened to this team, they're number one in the power rankings of the entire NBA. They're number one in the, in the, in the conference for the Eastern Conference, they are that team. So those are my Power 5, top five backcourts under 26. Honorable mention real quick, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards of Minnesota, and then Luka Doncic. But Spencer Dinwiddie, 29 years old, doesn't really fit into the under 26. So, Jay, I I love the list. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy may be a little low. Like, I know Giddy does, his outside shot doesn't fall. Who are you taking him over, though? Probably Trey Young and Dejounte Murray well, uh, because because because, because Giddy is big and and right now you, maybe you can't right now because he's not hitting the outside shot. But if Giddy starts to hit that outside shot, they should shoot up the list. I'm just saying. Besides, they got size. They got everything. Besides Tatum and Brown, who do you think will be number two by the end of the year? I mean, I it, still, it'll probably still be John and Desmond Bain. They'll still be a two. Yeah. I don't think that nobody. I don't, it, but why? From, why? Because Josh is an MVP level player. Well, I think Josh coming back, and he's going to be. You know, he's obviously going to get back into full rhythm and healthy. Um, the Clippers aren't. You know, the West West better yet. The Clippers, the Lakers, that whole isn't strong like you thought. And I just think that you know when you start to play down the stretch, that that experience from a year ago is going to start to kick in. Yeah, and also, like, when you have a guy as dynamic as Ja and a guy who could shoot like Desmond Bain from the outside, that is tough. I think I think when it's all said and done, it, it might be Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Think so? I think Cleveland's going to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think the East, right, man, just, got like, you are, like, just trust me, you're going to start hearing those names more and more and more. I know it's Cleveland. I know people have not heard talked about Cleveland. But you think over Ja and a guy who can really yeah, shoot you like probably, that? Yeah, you know what? Now that you said it, Jay, you're because, probably right because they just got together. It's not like they've been together like Desmond Bain and Ja. These dudes just got together, right? And, and Darius Garland just came back. He's only been back like seven or eight games. So it's like, I'm just saying, like with Donovan Mitchell – once again, like the Eastern Conference is a little bit different. I mean, you got the Celtics, you got the Bucks, but this is this is one of the this is one of the best young units in the game of basketball right here, and nobody's talking about. I, I look at the number one guy like Tatum and Brown are devastating because they're two way players. They're both really really good. Ja is better. Is ja, but like Ja is better than Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Trey Young. They're like Ja is the Ja is he, might be better than you, this, though, you know by the end he, of the season Tatum or Brown. He, who knows. Is he better than them or is he flashier than them? Better, I think. 
Jay? Yeah, I, I would say that I think Jaws better than those guys. But it's also the second guy. The second guy. Yeah. And I like Desmond Bain. I like so him you a lot. Think, he's so playing you, extremely so you well. Think ja, you think Jaws better than him. See, I think it's more – it's not that he's not better than him, but I think he'd sizzle that snack, crackle, snack. pop, that, you know, all that bunny But don't have that and, underrate him, Keith. Sometimes I think you – Notice that dynamic and, and think that someone's overrated a little bit as a result of that, and then you might underrate him. Like, he does it, have the snap, not, crackle, pop, that, but he does a lot of other that, stuff, too. It's not that I'm overrating him or underrating him. I just, when I look at Donovan Mitchell or I look at Tatum and some of those other dudes, Tatum dude's really size. good, man. They just don't have the flash, and flash always adds to it. Yeah. It just makes you think well, different mm-hmm. of somebody. Mm-hmm. Which team, meantime, is the biggest threat, speaking of flash? The Lakers. To the Eagles in the what? NFC. Is it the Cowboys, or is there a little extra, as Key would say, yeast on the Cowboys right now? Plus, is Lane Kiffin really leaving Ole Miss for Auburn? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC is the question, I guess, for the number one seed. Not to get out of the NFC, but for that top seed. Or, or are we saying to get out of the NFC, Shannon? I mean, it really might be a better question. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Biggest threat, because those are two different things. Biggest threat in terms of the record. You just look at, you know, can Minnesota do it, whatever. But biggest threat to get out of the conference. Maybe a better question there. Key, who do you think it is? To get out of the conference? Yep. 
Biggest threat to get out of the conference. To the Eagles. In other to words, to bump, them out, oh. to bump them out of the Super Bowl. Say Cowboys. He has a number two in his. Cowboys? <laughs> Niners? Bucks? I got the Niners. As of right now, I'm going to probably go with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. As of right now. I like the way Dak played last week. Um, I didn't mind the way he played in, except the two interceptions in Green Bay. Obviously, the first two games he came back, they did good. But I like the I like Dallas. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment with San Francisco based on last night. Although I am a prisoner of the moment on Dallas and Minnesota. Um, <laughs> sometimes but, a prisoner, sometimes not a prisoner. You know, got parole. I, I like Dallas. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys. See, I just the only thing that worries me about the Cowboys is the lack of consistency. And I was talking to playmaker about this before Mike Irving yesterday. Like, which Dallas team is going to show up, right? So, for me, at the end of the day, that pressure that comes along with Dallas, I have a tendency to lean more towards a team where it doesn't feel like they're carrying that weight. It almost feels like the 49ers are underdogs to a degree. So, yeah, so, Jay, was you, so you spoke to the playmaker yesterday. Was that pre-screaming or post-screaming? It was pre-screaming. I got him <laughs> cool, calm, and collective. Because, yeah, ooh, man, the playmaker was over yesterday. <laughs> on first take, boy, I'm surprised he got a voice. I mean, you, you have a game like that with the Cowboys, you know he's going to come in on Monday and be that dude. <laughs> oh, my God, the playmaker. He was unbelievable on so, first take. Which so, I'm going to be joining first take after our show. Just so well, there you go. Too. Watch Keyshawn. It's like plug. I'm trying to think of the biggest threat in the NFC, guys. I, you I want to take a call on it? Think, yes. I, the re, I think it might. In terms of getting out of the conference, it might be quiet as kept the Bucks because right now you feel one kind of way about the Bucks. But if they continue to get better on the offensive line, when the playoffs roll around and Tom Brady got weapons and a defense, who are you really going to trust? Dak, Ghost Jimmy Busters. G, or Tom Brady? Mike in North Carolina. You're on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Love you guys. Love you guys. Jay Will, I'm a state alum. We have a lot in common. We're both hate the white blues. Coach K was Jimmy B's best friend until he passed. I love you guys. All right, my my take is uh, the Cowboys will probably be the Cowboys. They'll lose in the first round. Jerry, mm-hmm. don't start crying. I'm sorry, history repeats itself. But my main take I want to talk to you guys about, Jimmy G got told, we don't want you no more. Go practice at another field. Uh, and now we bring him back, and he really showed his mettle as he's come back this year and, and done better than he ever has. We're too soft nowadays on athletes. Keyshawn, I love you to death, but I think you're way off with Zach Wilson. You bench him, you do like Mike T said, you make him uh, quarterback the practice squad, then you really see if this kid's got the mettle to be an NFL quarterback. That's my take. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm not benching him in – I have the second pick that I just take this, took this kid a year ago. I'm not going to lose my job because I overreact. Let me see what's going to happen in the first quarter of the half or two. What do you do about his comments, decision. Key? What do you do as head coach about the comments he made at the press conference? You pull him aside and you talk to him in your office and you ask him what was he talking about? What was he thinking? And he, you let him know that it may have affected some of his teammates going forward and some of his teammates are going to feel a certain way about him. So the only way to erase that is go out there and respond and play a certain way and show them that that's not what you meant. Otherwise, it's going to stick with them. See, I think there's a there's a bigger conversation here. It's about you know what to do in sports. And I get that key. Every situation is different. 
but I made mention of it. James Wiseman was the second pick in the draft not too long ago, a year ago, okay? He just got sent down to the G League. Now, I know he's not the starting quarterback of an organization, right? But I like that. I like getting more reps. I like seeing how he responds to that, right? Because a lot of times as a high draft pick, things are just given to you. You know what the difference is, Jay? Getting more reps in the NFL, you get fewer reps when you sit down. That does complicate it. uh, I agree with you. G League, you can get those reps. If you told me he was going to NFL Europe, then I'd be like, okay, cool. But it doesn't. It's not like that. When you sitting on the sideline, when they take it from you, it doesn't make a difference. Get a it point. doesn't help you grow. You got to remember, it's a hard salary cap. Okay, wait, yeah. hold on. We listen- hijacked Jay's point for a second. Go ahead, Jay. You finish. Go ahead. That. You hijacked it. Go ahead. So make him work in practice for a little bit. Not yeah. the same, Jay. Key. I don't care if it's the same or not. Same. If if you have a problem connecting with teammates as a point guard of a team, right? If you have a problem connecting with teammates and getting everybody on the same page and there's a loss in confidence of who you are as a leader, like, that doesn't just happen with your play. Like, that happens with your relationships. And it really makes me wonder over the last several months, listening to stuff coming out of the locker room, what his relationship is with other star players. Like, that matters, man. Like, they have to get behind you as a leader. All I'm going to say, though, Jay, is two different sports, right? In football... I get it. I'm, I, I want a dude to earn his keeps too. But in football, at that particular position, when you drafted that high, they're going to work with you to the end. Yeah, well, you still to, can, Key. Just because no, you get benched doesn't mean you're benched the whole season. No, they don't bench you, though. They can't because they're fragile. Oh. Okay, they're sensitive and they're fragile. The quarterback position is fragile. If you start messing with their psyche in their mind well, – you're going to lose them Did Bill completely. Belichick lose Mac Jones? Huh? Did Bill Belichick lose Mac Jones? But he didn't bench Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, but he yanked him after, like, what, six possessions he, he in the game? He, he yanked him out of the game. But that's what I just said Robert Sala has to do. Robert Sala has to do to Zach Wilson. You play him. You start him. You play him against Chicago. The moment that he slips up, you come stand by me. You don't bench him right now. You start him, you see how it goes, and then you make the decision, hey, come stand over here by me, man. You're not playing well. I hear Opposed okay. to I mean, saying you're not starting the game, I'm benching you, and he checks out. That's the, you, you, the same thing that Bill Belichick did. That's all I'm saying. I would same love thing. to see Zach Wilson come out at a press conference and say, look, someone asked me if I thought I let the defense down. I was very frustrated. I just lost twice to the same team in three weeks. Um, what I should have said was – Yes, of course. We only scored three points, and they played their tails off. I regret not saying that, and you know I, that's that's in fact how I feel. But I was defensive in the. Mo- I'd love to see him yeah. own it that way, and I, I'd like to see him now. do that before I play him again. Keyshawn J. Will and X. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio everywhere you are. You are.